Hello and welcome to DKI Digital Era Entertainment's weekly anime podcast. This is episode number 121. I'm your host, Joel, and I have two wonderful co-hosts with me this afternoon. First off, welcome on in, Jace. What's up, everybody? Hello, hello, and returning for, uh, I'm pretty sure at this point, you are the most common recurring guest and I, I assume that we're not counting any of the original co-hosts as guests. Hayes. Hello again. Hello, hello. Well, we're in that nice sort of middle part of the season right now. And um, I've actually sort of been thinking about Deke High and some parallels to another podcast that Hayes and I are big fans of. And it's called Limited Resources. It's a Magic the Gathering podcast for, well, as the name would suggest, limited format. So draft and sealed for those who aren't in the know. It basically, it's it's types of magic formats where you don't go in with a pre-built deck that has its own sort of style of strategy and whatnot. But anyways, uh, that's a long-running podcast and that they have their own sort of seasons, so to speak, in that uh, every time they have a new set that comes out, they do some preview shows, some initial reaction shows, and as a format is uh, winding down, about to have a new one coming out, that they have their sunset shows. And I realized that it's sort of a parallel with what we have here for our own seasons that for the first, I'd say, 50 episodes or so of Dekai, we just sort of ran rampant with basically any tropes or genres or whatever concepts we could figure out. But, you know, as time has gone on that we've hit a lot of the broad genres, a lot of the broad tropes, and that's not to say that we're out of ideas entirely, but we've really started to lean into more of the seasonal things as we've gone in terms of we now have our, you know, seasonal preview shows. That's usually going to be two shows. We have our seasonal wrap-up show that's going to be at least one. And uh, at the start of each episode of Limited Resources, they have what they call their crack-a-pack, which is... Uh, when they open a booster pack and choose if it were a draft, it would be their pack one, pick one. That's probably going to mean nothing to you if you aren't in Magic. But basically, suffice it to say, it's their little catch-up and way of figuring out, all right, where are they in a given format at a time? And we usually do that here on Deke High of We start with the first, you know, 15 minutes-ish of every show going through some of our uh, thoughts about current episodes. But... One thing that I also realized is both Limited Resources and Dekai has to figure out creative stuff to do in the middle of our respective seasons. That in the middle of a format that uh, Limited Resources might have some stuff to say about a particular topic, but that's when they sort of dip into their grab bag episodes or their Q&A ones. And that's what we've been starting to figure out here in Dekai and figuring out what our sort of mid-season content is. And one concept that... Uh, we've done a couple of that I've come to really enjoy is our game shows. And uh, we did the real fake brands or fake fake brands. Uh, we also did the um, how did I get here for isekais, which was hosted by Hayes last season. And uh, as time's going on, we have another game show style episode today. And I foresee this becoming something of a, a go to for us that I foresee as having hopefully about one game show ish episode per season that it gives us something you know in the middle right now that to be frank i don't have much to say about what i'm watching right now that i've given my updates on you know initial reactions and everything's just sort of coasting along for me that Hayes will get to you since you haven't been here this season but uh you know it's the type of thing that as we're at episode 121 that 
don't worry, this train's going to keep on rolling, but we need to figure out ways of, all right, what's going to work and what's going to keep us rolling without us getting bored and tired. And I very much enjoyed these uh, game show episodes, and uh, hopefully you all will enjoy the one today. But uh, I have this little monologue in place of my own weekly stuff, because like I said, I don't have much to say for my weekly things. But Jace, I do want to give you a chance. And like I said, Hayes, I'll give you a chance as well. But uh, starting with Jace, any big updates on things going on this week for what you've been watching? I mean, uh, I'm I'm going to keep it a little short because I've fallen a little behind. It was a very busy week for me personally. Um, but busy has allowed me to also change how I watch anime as uh, it also gets a little burning out, you know, from time to time. Uh, just my my comprehension skills are still not to where I'd like them to be with Japanese. So uh, sometimes you just like to let your brain shut off. And so I've been watching stuff dubbed um originally it started with watching one punch man season two on hulu because it's the only streaming service that has one punch man season two and season three um, was actually just announced um uh, of yes, note that you know that it's not a surprise to hear it was announced that one punch man seasons one and two were both very very successful um yeah. one punch man i think that this is about the difference that we had between seasons one and two because it was not a quick turnaround for season two yeah. so i'm glad to see that you know even if it's a slowly but surely proposition that we are gonna be continuing on because that is a fun series yeah and uh i enjoyed that and seeing uh taking a peek into the uh behind the curtain for next season i, I saw a lot of returning shows that of course have a lot of hype freaking stacked holy yeah. cow i don't want to spoil uh, <laughs> our you know our seasonal preview stuff but just to give folks a sense of what we're working with next season we're getting not only the the heralded return of uh spy family we're getting yep. my hero we're getting yep. pop team epic we're getting mob yep. psycho we're yep. getting uh welcome to demon school we're getting bleach that's something that you haven't been able to say in a decade that just <laughs> and that's that's the returning stuff that's just yeah. some of the returning stuff there's a couple other very uh big ticket names like chainsaw man that have been highly anticipated oh, for you yeah that, you know yeah. I, like i said i'm not going to turn this into our preview show but ooh, nah. boy are we going to be eating good in the fall but that's uh, that's why it's like, OK, well, you know, uh, to break up the uh, the brain overload of uh, watching so many sub shows, I started watching after watching uh, uh, One Punch season two uh, dubbed. I decided to watch My Hero Academia dubbed. And, uh, you know, it's it's a nice little thing that I find with dubs. You can kind of shut your brain off a little bit uh, because, it's you know, your native language. Um and myself also having, you know, done voices in the past and everything, uh, not for anime, but for other projects, um, I have an appreciation uh, for voice acting and translation as a whole. And uh, speaking of translation, of note, the one thing I would love to point out from my watching so far of this week of current shows, Teppen continues to get some great little translations and puns my personal favorite was this week's episode where they go to a cursed inn named doom inn now of course that was the name in english the japanese pun was something along the lines of it i couldn't quite catch it if i saw like what the kanji was i might be able to see it a little bit better but i mean props to the translation team 
working on an anime that is must be very hard to translate for because Japan, their humor is very pun oriented and built around yeah. homophones. Yeah, so I definitely, I've definitely found in comedy anime that it doesn't always translate well. That um, there's, I think Teppen that this is a second season, isn't it? Either that or there was no, another is, show this called. This is the Teppen. first season. Okay, but there was another know. show called Teppen in the past three years, and I found it incredibly boring. And I don't know if that was because it was bad writing or if it was because one of these cases where, like you said, a lot of Japanese uh, stand-up uh, comedy relies on puns and wordplay that makes complete sense if you understand the language, but it doesn't work when you change to subtitles. And honestly, that's the mark of a really good localization and subtitling team. Yeah. If they can get good jokes and puns i point to the uh monogatari series as one yeah. of the best cases of being able to get it into subtitles that i don't think we'll ever get a monogatari dub just because it wouldn't work as well spoken mm. but yeah they at yeah. least do a good job of conveying in subtitles all right this is why it's funny in japanese in terms of being able to find parallels to the rhymes and all that but anywho so, I'm glad to hear that uh, you're enjoying say, that one. It's it's interesting too because I had to do a quick little look up on it. Based on a manga, still ongoing, only three volumes out so far. Apparently, it is based on uh, Seiyu Sanshimai Team Y unit formed by three voice actresses. So the core main three characters of Teppin are actually based off of three voice actresses who are also a comedy unit. Hmm. Neat. Uh, yeah, I, I had no clue, but uh, those uh, the Y3 of Young YY uh, are the three actresses that I guess uh, it's based off of. And uh, yeah, do them in like that is that is some three Stooges level punnery right there. <laughs> Ooh, very nice. Anything so, else so, spotlight for this past week or? Um, Futo P.I. continues to be really great. Um, as somebody who watched all of Kamen Rider Double. Of course, the minute the song kicked on, I just started singing along only to realize the lyrics were different. Um, as uh, we got our insert song this week, uh, WGX, W Goes Next, uh, which itself is the same song, just with new lyrics to the theme song of the actual live action series, uh, WBX, Double Boiled Extreme. Um, so, yeah, awesome. You know, something we don't get to see in live action Common Rider because of vehicle laws in japan these days motorcycles what a concept right a show called common rider but you don't really see the motorcycles like <laughs> there was a great motorcycle sequence in this week's episode the action continues to feel just as good as the live action show does and uh i'm not going to spoil the ending but it had me laughing um so and the omake i i'm loving this thing where I, and I feel like this is just uh, because we've grown as a culture, no thanks to Netflix, into skipping the opening and ending of things. And I mean, for somebody who's been watching anime for so long, I think most of us would agree that the openings and endings are some of the best parts of these shows. Eh, but uh, I'm, I'm going to... Openings and endings have the potential to be the best start. Uh, best okay, parts of shows. maybe. That, that I found that, you know... I will Some usually watch an opening or ending 
for the first three-ish episodes. Mm. But then unless it's one that I absolutely love, I'm going to skip it usually that just a, you know, when you're someone who watches 10 shows a season, being able to save (laughs) a minute and a half times 10 episodes for both the opening and the ending, that's three minutes times 10. That's an extra, that's a found episode watched basically. Mm. So uh, at least for Um, me, when I'm at this scale of just shows watched, I'm, I've really found myself more prone to skipping. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I, uh, Sometimes I mean, like, well, who's the artist? If it's TM Revolution, yeah. I'm going to watch it every time. Oh, yeah. So, like, uh, good example, something I've been watching every week without fail. Uh, Shine on Bakamatsu Bad Boys. That's Takanori Nishikawa. That is a do not skip opening because it's TM Revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, that you you have your do not skips. You have like yeah, the, uh, yeah. Hey TM Revolution. You have your Imers. That uh, but yeah. in in uh, in terms of the whole like skippable openings and stuff, if you skip endings, um, if there's no skip button, like say on Crunchyroll, there's no skip button. Um, you wind up missing out on things if you jump to the next episode. I like this. Oh, one, one thing I am very that they do now the omake at the end of some shows. One one thing that I am very cognizant of doing is that when I get to the end of an episode, I don't close the window. I scrub through um, by ninety seconds to see. Yeah. All right, is there a post credit scene? Because that is becoming increasingly common in shows. So uh, I've I've changed my watching habits, even though I am still skipping the endings. I've changed yeah. such that I'm. I'm cognizant to check for that because you are absolutely right that you can miss out on stuff if you just skip to the next episode immediately or close the window and think, oh, I'm done because there's a 10% chance, if not more, that you're not done. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, like I said, the aforementioned Shine On Bakamatsu Bad Boys and Futopii both have omake at the end of the episode. So uh, if you guys have been skipping them, what the heck's wrong with you? Like, you know, just scrub. Yeah, take a little mm. bit of incentive. <laughs> Hayes, how have things been going on your end? I'm pre- like I said, I'm pretty sure this is the first time we've had you on this season. So, are you watching anything actively? Actually, yes. And oh I boy, bet you can guess what it is. Um, dang it, I need to actually double check now. Like, what would you be watching? I forget if Overlord is to your t- well, Ruby. Yeah, it's Ruby. It's Ruby Ice Kingdom. Yeah, uh, uh, watched the most recent episode last night. Uh, you know, first three episodes slow, then it gets good. Then I feel like it goes down for an episode or two. This week's episode might have been my favorite of the entire series so far. I will say what I've been doing, which is binging. Fair. Uh, I just let them back up for like four episodes and then just watch. Because uh, that's always been one of the best ways to enjoy Ruby anyway. And also, I've been super busy. I had COVID two weeks ago. Um, oh, no. Yeah, that was a whole thing. Um, but yeah, I've I I gotta say it's just weird in my brain to see characters that I've always seen in one way and another way. I'm mean, like I know this is like an AU kind of thing, but it's still weird in my brain. However, it has also crystallized something for me that I would, man, you know what would get me to watch so much more anime? Mm-hmm. A 1.5 times speed option. <laughs> because I've been watching this on, on the Rooster Teeth site, and they have that option. Now I will say, as, as someone who knows Hayes. He enjoys consuming his stuff on 1.5 times speed in general, and I will say that I have, I've taken to doing that for certain things. Um, you know, 
there's certain YouTube videos or creators yeah. who are a bit more meandering or just slow with their pacing that I'm going to do that at 1.5 times speed or certain podcasts that I'll listen to at 1.5. Uh, I don't know if I'd want to watch a show at 1.5, but you know, for you, hey, I'm glad that option exists and I'm glad you're enjoying it because as soon as you said 1.5 times speed, knowing you, Hayes, that makes perfect sense. And like I said, that scans because you already do that with other media. Yeah, yeah. It's just, and like I've tr I tr actually tried watching like another couple episodes of some, I don't know, mid 2000s schlock at this point, I guess, uh, this week. And I was just like, oh my God. This is forever. How did I sit through this when I was a child? <laughs> I have oh, found myself being a bit. A <laughs> yeah, I have found myself being a bit less patient with shows that are meandering, unless they are, you know, designed to meander. That there's certain ones that are slow. Like Call of the Night is a slow plotting show. That's the point of it. That that is its aesthetic. It's and a that's vibe. Okay. Yeah, that it, it's a vibe. But then when you have other shows that have, you know, like high action scenes and then just sort of, you know, uh, lay off the gas for the, a bit that stuff like that is I've certainly found something that in the first three episodes makes me a lot more prone to just outright dropping a show. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, actually, I, I will tell you the other thing I've been watching, um, which is not anime, but God, everyone go watch it. Harley Quinn season three is on HBO Max oh, yeah. now. And I've heard very good things. It's great so far. I've only watched the first episode and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I've oh, seen man. clips of the first two seasons and it seems so thoroughly cool. enjoyable. It, it really is. And man, if you've ever wanted to be like, hey, you know what a lot of shows don't do? Portray an actual like healthy couple and the things they go through together. I would like to see more yeah. of that. If you want to see that, watch the first two seasons and then watch this season. And you could see an yeah. actual healthy couple. I won't say who, but you probably know already because clips, oh, but, you I, know, yes. like, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's real good. And, and you get to be like, wow, this show's funny and irreverent and dark at times. And also, wow, they're really playing on this core thing about this character that just shows how they're engaging in the same behavioral patterns, but they can't see it. And man, I just want them to break out of it. And then you know that they're going to do that because they spent two of seasons do developing that goodwill. <laughs> Yay! You love to see it. <laughs> I do love awesome. to see it. Well, let's that's, go on and... That's no, I can actually watch at 1x speed because it's so goddamn fast. Nice. <laughs> just over and over again. Yeah. Well, let's start moving on to our main, well, topic, quote-unquote, for the show. And uh, this was an idea that I had actually just this morning because, as I've said multiple times, we do a lot of these episodes sort of by the seat of our pants, sort of, you know, the night before the day of deciding, hey, what do you want to talk about today? And I was feeling a game show. Like I said, I'm trying to make these a once a season thing, but keeping them fresh. And the concept I came up with this time was complete that light novel title. So all of these are anime adaptations of light novels, that they aren't just ones that are light novels or manga. So they, these do all have anime. We are keeping that as a rule. Um, some of these are a bit older. I will say that two of these have not been released yet, but have been confirmed and that you can find the promotional material and are coming out within the next six months. So, uh, you know, through two wild cards in there, I tried to choose ones that were not completely unheard of, but not mm. big names. So you're not going to hear the blank of Haruhi Suzumiya 
you know, and the answer <laughs> obviously here is the melancholy. Uh, and it's not going to be, you know, Konosuba, God's blessing on this blank world. The answer, wonderful. That it's. An, I'm not going to give you too many of those layups. There's one or two in here that'll probably be a bit easier, but most of these, I'm. I tried to find ones that were in the middle range of just something that when you hear the name, you'll probably be like, "Oh, I've heard of this," and might remember it, but you might not. And uh, at the same time, I tried to choose ones that I could take a word out and that it would be actively fun of. Okay, what the hell is going on here? Um, they aren't all the super long extended light novel titles. Some of them you could listen to and hear, oh, that just sounds like a normal length title, probably because it's from the early 2000s. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think the way that we'll do this is I have 14 shows and uh, what we're going to do is I will start with Hayes since you are the guest day that I will give you the first title. And if you get it, you get it. And if not, then uh, Jace will have a chance to steal. And that will go back and forth that way. And uh, I have also pulled the synopses for each of these because, to be honest, I've only seen one or two of these. So mm. this way, one, we can all learn a little bit about, you know, these shows that are out there. Maybe entice some listeners to try something new. Maybe not because if they haven't become really, really big hits, they might be middling shows. But, hey, at least they have interesting titles. But at the end of the day, everything's made up and the points don't matter. That's right. The points are just like Vic Mignogna's legal appeals. <laughs> hey. I, I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. It was too good. Uh. Uh, anyways, starting off, uh, title number one. This is for you, Hayes. The Blank Sun? Are you kidding me? Okay. Um... Uh, you know where my brain goes for this? Mm -hmm. Terry Pratchett? Uh, the seventh son of a seventh son is a sorcerer, a source spelled S-O-U-R-C-E-R. Um, so I have no idea what this is. So I'm going to say the seventh son. Are you kidding me? Holy cow, Hayes. Holy cow. I, I didn't know that that was the reference. So this makes so much more sense sense yes, you're wrong you're wrong the oh. eighth son oh i wow. never knew that that was the thing so it, <laughs> it makes perfect sense that this would iterate on it I, but, I you were, it but in the blind i oh sorry i should have given you the chance to steal jace but like that was so good because no it's blind, all right i mean that blows right my mind there. you were right there <laughs> holy cow Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd award the point just based on that. Like, yeah, like just get, sure. I don't know. Half a point or whatever. Uh, the synopsis here, Ichinomiya Shingo, a 25 year old man working at a firm company while thinking of tomorrow's busy working day goes to sleep. However, when he wakes up, he finds himself in a room unknown to him and realizes that he is inside a six year old's body taking over uh, their body and mind. They soon learn from the memories of the boy that it, the boy was born as the youngest child of a poor noble family living in a back country having no administrative skill at all he can't do anything to manage the vast land his family has fortunately he is blessed with a very rare talent the talent of magic unfortunately while this talent could bring prosperity to his family in his situation it only brought disaster this is the story of a boy Wendelin von benno bachmeister opening his own path in a harsh world 
this is a relatively recent show from the past two years. I, I didn't get the exact wow. uh, release dates of all these, but I, I remember going through this during a Dekai preview show. Uh, it obviously didn't do super well, but yep, it's from a light novel and it's the eighth son. Are you kidding me? The, a Terry Pratchett reference. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I Damn. doubt it's actively a Terry Pratchett reference, but man, that's where my brain went. It, that feels too damn close to not be deliberate. I mean, I looked it up and that's literally the actual translation too. It's, uh, yeah, the, there has to be influence there. Or maybe the Seventh Son thing was also influenced from something farther back and we just don't know it. But anyway, I would imagine that's the case because Discworld is all references. That's it's fair. All references. <laughs> But you still found that thread, so good on you, Hayes. This one yeah. is for you, Jace. Akashic right. Records of Blank Magic Instructor. God. Um... Akashic Records of Blank Magic Instructor. I'm going to guess legendary. I don't know. <laughs> I will tell you that's wrong, but honestly, in the blind, legendary is not a bad guess. Hayes, do you have any guesses, or do you know? I remember this one. I actually remember this one from one of those, like, seasonal preview, like, uh, here's all the anime of whatever season. It's, um, it's Bastard. That is correct. Akashic now, see, Records funny. Bastard I, Magic Instructor. I would have said Bastard to Bastard's son. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that is also fair. But yes, uh, Akashic Records of Bastard Magic Instructor. In the action fantasy story, Glenn is a part-time teacher at a magic school who is inclined to write self-study on the blackboard and then take a nap. One of his students, however, Sistine, gets angry and challenges him to a duel, and he is easily defeated. However, when a terrible incident threatens the school, Glenn shows intense dedication to protecting his students. Um, the only thing I know about this one is, is that uh, the female students... Uniforms are very fan servicey, but then again, that's not very specific at all, is it? You're gonna have to like narrow it down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but what's the line from Batman Beyond? Do you have any idea how little that narrows it down? Too bad. That's all you're getting. Uh, all right. Now for uh, you, Hayes, Blank Angel Doruko-chan. Oh, jeez. This, this <laughs> is one of the ones that I figured was going to be a bit easier, but it's still old enough that I didn't know if either of you were going to have it top of mind. The DVD is staring me in the face. <laughs> oh, well, you're, you're going to grab this one because I'm, I'm like, I've got, I've never heard of this. I was, I, was, oh, I said, okay. oh, jeez, just a name. Okay. I was like, I don't know. It's, uh, um, okay, what do I know about old angel anime? Um, uh, it's not D and Angel. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, let's go with Steel. Steel Angel Doruko-chan is not the answer. What is it, Jace? So, so as the DVD spine is telling me, it is uh, Bludgeoning Angel Doruko-chan, or... Uh, that is correct. It's uh, Club to Death Angel Doruko-chan, Bokusatsu uh, yep. Tenshi Doruko-chan, like... Mm -hmm. different but, uh, versions of those yeah, titles <laughs> yeah uh, i forgot to mention that all the titles i'm using are the localized versions um i pulled these all from analysts so 
Uh, these should be pretty consistent. But yes, bludgeoning Angel Doruko-chan. In the future, a high school student, Kusakabe Sakura, will offend God by inventing immortality so that women will stop aging after they turn 12. Doruko-chan is an angel from the future sent to kill him. However, Doruko-chan thinks that Sakura can be spared. So her idea is to constantly occupy Sakura so that he will never be able to invent the technology. Sometimes the angel will go crazy and kill him with her bat, Excel. Uh, Excalibur, but she can revive him <laughs> easily. So, uh, with her little catchphrase, yep, that is also uh, actually here in the uh, synopsis. Indeed, yes. So, uh, this one then is for Jace. Sorry, I know why I went with Steel because there's a different anime from the 90s called Steel Angel Kurumi. I thought I remember Yes, this. yes, okay. I remember that anime. All right, cool, cool. So you were, once again, barking up the right tree or at least finding something that was tangential and, uh, you know, that's certainly right close thing. enough that it's an angel anime, so there you go. Uh, this one is for uh, Jace. It's a metal bat. <laughs> yeah, fair. Blank Space Pirates. Oh, God. Oh, God. I Blank space pirates. Now, now I remember because it sounded so stupid. Bodacious. That is correct. Uh, Bodacious uh, space I, pirates. I remember hearing that and just going like, who who just dug out the old like bag of 80s slang words like mm -hmm. bodacious? Like I said, I tried to pick ones that had interesting blanks to fill in. Uh, when Marika Kato learns uh, that her late father was the captain of a pirate ship. It's the second biggest surprise of her life. The biggest? Learning that his crew needs her to take over her father's old job due to the terms of their privateer's contract. It looks like uh, joining her school's yacht club is certainly about to pay off for Marika. Uh, Marika. Because uh, who wants to go into space piracy without a bunch of friends their own age uh, to keep it fun? Tossing some outer space rivals, princesses in peril, and a pirate crew pulling double duty as high school teachers. And the next voyage of the good ship Benton Maru is going to be one of the wildest adventures ever. This, this is show one... was... Sorry, this show was what? It was kind of mid. It was, it's like, it, you, you think it's going to be nicer than the title suggests. Mm. Uh, or the, or it's going to be better because the title is like, oh, it's, it's interesting and cool, but then it's just like, eh, there's a lot of talking. No, oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> so, fun name, fun name. Uh, this one is for, I think it's your turn, Hayes? Yeah, my turn. Yeah, cool. Uh, now, this one is a bit more recent, and we might have actually discussed it, so you might just get it, but uh, I honestly couldn't recall. Case Files of Blank Richard. Oh, jeez. Okay, Case Files of Blank Richard. Um, heck, uh, this was not one of those pharmacy animes. Um, uh, was it Hitman? No, it was not. But I will also say that it was not pharmacist. So you at least have that okay. because yes, we have gotten three pharmacy anime in the past year. I, I mean, this is one of those. If I had a nickel for every time, it's not much, but it's weird that it happened three times. Yeah, yeah. 
Do you have I mean, anything, Jace? Arguably, the pharmacy anime, isn't it? You know, I mean, like, there's only two words in my opinion that come before the word before the name Richard, and I don't think it's either of these: little or poor. <laughs> you are correct that both are incorrect. It is the case Yay! file. The case files of Jeweler Richard. This is one that I actually followed. Uh, it's probably huh. about two years old now. Um, that this was before you were a uh, mainstay on the show, Jace. That this was back when uh, um, Franji and Emmy were a little less busy. And yeah. uh, it's the heartwarming jewel mystery series, or rather, when uh, Franji and Mario were less busy, Emmy got busy first. She's actually doing very well. She just announced that uh, actually she has. The uh, the lead female role in Biscuit Hammer. So dang it, we might need to pick it up. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yes, congrats to Emmy. So the case files of jeweler Richard. The heartwarming jewel mystery series centers on the handsome jewelry appraiser Richard Ranashina de Volpan and the bright and cheerful college student uh, Segi Nakata as they uncover hidden messages that lie within jewels while they solve various jewel-related cases by unraveling the hidden psychological aspects of their owners that lie within the gems. Basically, this was a, like, a Sherlockian type of show hmm. where, um, just that as a jeweler, there were different cases where pieces would come to Richard for appraisal for different reasons, and that he would sort of help deduce the origins of a jewel or circumstances regarding a jewel and that for the most part it was single episode vignettes of uh, really character pieces um but in the meantime richard and his uh assistant it was a uh, a light boy love type of thing of just you know nothing really ever came of it but by the time you get to the season finale that uh, the two of uh you know it's heavily implied that they have they're developing feelings for each other and the way the 12 or 13 episodes ends is such that you could see it getting a second season and things being developed i don't know how much farther the light novel goes but all in all it was a solid b level series for me um mm. that just you know i i enjoy the mysteries and i thought they did some really cool uh things with their characters and the writing wasn't anything super memorable, but it was definitely worth the watch it for that season. Were they tall, pretty boys? Yes, they were. I can imagine. All righty, this <laughs> one is for you, Jace. I've somehow gotten stronger when I improved my blank-related skills. I've somehow gotten stronger when I improved my blank-related skills. Uh, I don't know. Cooking? That is incorrect. A good guess, though. Hayes, do you want to take a stab at it? Okay, so... I don't know this one. But, let's take... Let's, let's break it down. We, we've got the random uh, slice-of-lifey stuff, so cooking is a good guess. We've got the isekai stuff, so... Mm, probably not anything that's if, because we're going for a twist title here. Generally speaking, I would say well, let's not go for like dungeoneering skills or something like that. We want something that's sort of offbeat. Or we've got the um, degenerate stuff. So you know, <laughs> uh, I don't know, ear licking kind of skills. Um, so which <laughs> of these routes are we going to go down? Well, so Jace already took slice of lifey. So I'm going to go either with 
isekai fantasy, dungeoneering, etc., or uh, degenerate. So, well, if I am speaking true to my truth, I must go down the de degenerate path. If I am speaking true to what I'm trying to win, I will, I will go down the fantasy path. Hmm. Can we marry these two together? Let's see. I think I've gotten stronger when I improve... Hmm. How do I get stronger? I must improve my... Ah. What skill must I improve? Ah, I know. In order to woo the ladies, I must have some special art skill. So I have got somehow gotten stronger when I improve my origami skill. I loved you taking us on that journey of thought, Hayes. Thank you for that. You're completely wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I now want I, to see that, What though. can I say? I want to see at least one show with an origami-based magic system, please. That would you be know amazing. What? I'd, I'd be in, but what we're actually looking for is I've somehow gotten stronger when I improved my farm-related skills. This is one of the two upcoming series. Uh, this one, I think, is actually going to be next season. It's either that or uh, Winter 23, but like I said, within the next six months. Uh, frankly, I don't think that it should be too shocking that if you improve your farm-related skills, you're going to get stronger. It's a very physically demanding yeah, trade. Yeah, a lot of hoeing. Yeah. But anyways, Al Wayne loves farming, and we don't mean in the video game sim. He wants to be a literal farmer. But in the process of improving his agriculture skills, he uh, sorry, he somehow winds up maxing his uh, overall character stats. He's superpowered in the most unexpected of ways with abilities that even the strongest of heroes would envy. Alas, all he wants to do is live an idyllic farmer's life, but with demons and monsters invading the realm, Al may have to take up the mantle of hero just to keep his dreams from withering away. Yeah, this sounds like pretty dang generic, because it's not even an isekai. It's... Wow. There's, there's skills involved here, so it's unclear if it I'm, is an actual video game, because the thing is... I'm looking at, like, the, the, uh, the light novel cover, and, like, it shows him holding a pitchfork, and swiping through a menu that's floating in the air? Okay, so this does end up being a VR. It's weird that it, it the synopsis says, and it, we don't mean in the video game sim, but I guess that means he is in a video game sim, and he just wishes he could actually be a farmer in real life, but for some reason didn't try actual farming in real life? Question mark shrug? Uh, so, I don't know. This is, like... Yeah, I'm looking at the art myself, and, like, okay, so clearly what's happened is just the leveling system is Skyrim, and when you improve one skill, you you can just, you know, level up overall. But also, like, this guy's nowhere near buff enough. Come on. Yeah. He's a farmer. He's 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 out there all day with, like, a shovel and, like, a, a hoe and just beaten at the earth. G give him some musculature. Yeah. Cowards. Well, we'll <laughs> see how it goes next season. Clearly, it's this, a fantasy. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, it's absolutely a fantasy. All right, Jace, this one is for you. Blank yeah. or die? Blank or die? You know this what you want. So to many different things. My God. This is like, I mean, I'm pretty sure I know what it is, but I can go through all the things that I know it isn't off the top of my head, too. Considering it's not vote or die, it's not skate or die, it's not live free or die. Uh, it's the only blank or die anime that I saw. I can say that it's much. actually something that Marissa's cosplayed from. Uh, it's um, read or die. That is correct. It is indeed read or die. 
Yamiko Reedman is a lovable, nearsighted bibliomaniac working as a substitute teacher at a Japanese high school. Her real identity, however, is that of a secret agent for the British Library Special Operations Division, her codename, The Paper. The moniker denotes her supernatural ability to freely manipulate paper into any object she can imagine. Hey, Hayes, I found your origami. Including tools <laughs> and weapons in her fight against the powerful and self-serving Aijin, a great historical, the great historical figure, Army. Along with her partner, the enigmatic Miss Deep, Yumiko travels across the world in an attempt to solve the mystery behind the reincarnation of historical figures and their attempt to control the world. I remember this show. I mean, I didn't see a whole lot of it, but yeah, you're right. This is kind of the origami thing I was, I was, I was thinking of. It just, you know, she turns all the books into the weapons. Yeah, I just remember, you know, trench coat, glasses, brunette character, kind of cute. Didn't really fit in the oh, action mold, which is what made it funny. Yeah, I've heard of this one, never seen it, but this is one that, uh, you know, the name has crossed my path several times over the years. Hayes, this one is for you, and it's got multiple blanks. Because if I were to, if I had any of these blanks in, it would give it away entirely. This is a slightly more recognized one. I'm guessing you'll get this, Dumb but man. I'm not sure. Blank, a boring world where the concept of blank blank doesn't exist. Oh, shoot. I know. I, oh. Uh. Blank, a boring world where the concept of blank blank doesn't uh. exist. I had to do those particular blanks because the first blank is the name by which the show is colloquially known. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, uh, the, the, second, the, the second and third blanks are, I think, dirty jokes. Um, a world with the concept of dirty jokes doesn't exist. I, oh, shoot, what is this show called? I'll um, give it to you and say that you are correct about the second and third blanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I remember the title of this show because this is one of the more recent ones I actually did watch. Because oh, it was so ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, Shimonetta. It is Shimonetta. Yeah, yeah. you, you, you yeah, probably weren't going to get it, Hayes, because it's not a conventional English word. Shimonetta, a boring world where the concept of dirty jokes doesn't exist. The novel story is set 16 years after the law for public order and morals and healthy child raising banned coarse language in the country. Takanuchi Okumura, uh, sorry, Akuma, a role enrolls in the country's leading elite public moral school and is soon invited to the anti-societal organization, SOX, SOX, by its founder, Ayame Keijo. As a member blackmailed into joining by Ayame, Takukichi ends up taking part in obscene acts of terrorism against the talented student council president, Anna, for whom Takukichi, Tanukichi, I keep messing up that name, Tanukichi has a crush. I've not seen this one, but boy, howdy, have I seen images from this one over the years. That This is the iconic anime where the terrorists, quote-unquote, wear underpants over their face. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, is, it is rather funny. It is... <laughs> I, I don't know where to start with this one, so I'm just going to say, like, if you like raunchy comedy in, like, a slapstick way, um, that's actually not that raunchy it's it's more like you know kind of like take that you like <laughs> a society in which everything is like frowned upon therefore it's like let's just inject a little bit of fun into things like it's it is just funny it is just funny yeah <laughs> i will reach out with a handshake and say split the point half each 
Sure thing. Sounds and good. All around. Yes. All right. This one is for you, Jace. Ground control to blank blank. Ground control to blank blank. Uh, I don't know this one, so I'm just going to go ground control to Major Tom. That's the only thing I can think about. David Bowie. I had not heard of this one before looking up this list. Hayes, do you have anything on this one? His system's dead. There's something wrong. Can you hear me, Major Tom? Major Tom. It so is not Major Tom. Excuse to sing, so I'm, I'm going to take it. Um, ground control to uh, space combat. You know, a valiant attempt. Thank ground you. control to psychoelectric girl. What? <laughs> What? Yeah, that was my reaction too, which is kind of why I put it on the list. Ground control to psychoelectric girl. Makoto Niwa just moved to the city to live with his aunt Meme, and it's M-E-M-E, but I'm assuming it's not Aunt Meme. After his oh, parents it were... It be Aunt Meme. I want, <laughs> I want Aunt Meme to be, to be like a constant spout of like, this is not poggers at all. <laughs> Anyways... He was assigned. He was sent to the city to live with his aunt Meme. Sure, after his parents were reassigned to work overseas, he is perfectly fine with that, saying it will give him the chance to live the dream life of an adolescent boy. He keeps track of the things that he does by assigning points to them, positive or negative, and adds them up on a regular basis to grade his adolescent life. And then he discovers that Meme has a secret daughter and self-proclaimed alien named Eiro E I E R I O. He finds her rolling around by the front door of Meme's house, wrapped in a futon. It is then he realizes that his dream adolescent life will not come true and begins the life, a life of experiences that are out of this world. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, will, uh, I will give it, because I had to look this up too. I will give it to Nipponichi, uh, as they have not published many anime. Um, this, this came out... Uh, you, you mentioned when it came out, like, right, 2012 or something? I did not mention when it came out. Oh, well, yeah, uh, it was a weird period of time where Nipponichi was releasing anime uh, in the United States, and they translated the title from Denpa Ono to Seishun Otoko, literally, Electrowave Girl and Youthful Boy, to Ground Control to Psychoelectric Girl. I like that title more, thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Congrats, Nipponichi, for making something sound a lot more interesting. Strictly better. All right. Uh, starting to run a little bit low on time, so we'll uh, get powering through. Juni Tyson, The Blank War. This one is for uh, it's you, Hayes. Yeah, I'm up. Um, the Blank War. Oh, geez. Juni Tyson, The Blank War. Um, The Robot War. No. Okay. Took my shot. I will tell you this is not the asterisk war. That is another light novel adaptation, but it doesn't have the uh, primary title of Junie Tyson. Do you know what this is, Jace? Junie, Junie. Uh, if I had to guess, it would be something to do with 12, but they wouldn't say Junie Tyson. Like, I feel like they wouldn't want to use the word 12 in there twice. But then again, it is Japan, so I don't know. Uh, Junie Tyson, uh, War of the Twelve, or something Ooh, like 
you're the fact that you know Japanese does give you an advantage there. You're so close. Juni Tyson, the Zodiac War. Yes, very much uh, 12 is a thing here. The record of a bloody battle between 12 proud warriors, uh, the 12... The 12th 12 tournament that gets held every 12 years, 12 brave warriors who bear the names of the signs of the Zodiac fight each other for lives and souls. The victor of the tournament gets to have one wish granted, whatever that wish may be, and one wish they want granted, who will be the final survivor, whose tears will flow on the bloody battlefield filled with conspiracy and murder. A soul-shaking battle royale is about to begin. Uh, this is a, a singular light novel volume and a single season 13 episodes that was only released about three years ago. Uh, I hmm. actually saw this one and did enjoy it. It was a very good self-contained battle royale. It doesn't have all of the, you know, deep conspiracy of something like original battle royale. Uh, yeah. It's, you know, we have these rules and we're going to, we're going to do this pretty simple battle royale and they each have some interesting powers. It was a fun way to spend 13 episodes. Hmm. All righty. This one is for Jace. Endo and Kobayashi Live, the latest on blank, blank, Lissolette. Or Lissolette, um, L-I-E-S-E-L-O-T-T-E. -E -E. I will tell you that that is a name. So Endo and Kobayashi Live, the latest on blank, blank, Lissolette. Um, I don't know this, so I'm just going to fill in the blank with Jet Set. Jet Set, Lissolette. Not quite, Hayes. My new favorite game. <laughs> Make it um, Sega. <laughs> I don't know about Lisa Lote, so give me the give me the blanks again. Endo and Kobayashi Live, the latest on blank blank. Um the okay. And the latest on blank blank. Um the latest on hot gossip. On hot gossip Lisa Lote, not quite. It is Endo and Kobayashi Live, the latest on Sundari, uh, Sundari Villainess Lisa Lote. This one huh. is the second of the upcoming shows. She's always putting on that grumpy face, even though she's not actually that upset. Oh, why can't she just be honest with herself? She's a Sundari, after all. When her embarrassment levels exceed a certain limit, she will explode into anger. However, the point that she's uh, suppressing under the surface uh, that she wouldn't mind or is that she wouldn't mind that sort of thing if it were in a less public place. As Endokun passionately reacts to the antics of Lady Lisalote, the villainess of an Otome game, Kobayashi-san provides a painstaking breakdown of her Sundari behavior. Suddenly, one person could hear their voices, Lisalote's fiancé, Prince Seguard. That is where the story begins. So it's not quite a reincarnated Otome game series. It's... One of the characters in the Otome game can hear the voices of the players, and the players are just giving this full commentary as they play the game. Hmm. When I the character kind of, is like, are you streaming this? <laughs> more or less. <laughs> I'm actually kind of interested in this concept. I'm uh, kind of curious, too. Like a fourth wall break of sorts? Sort of. Kind At of the very least, I can say that I've never seen a villainous story like this one where it's you know not reincarnated as a villainous or something to that effect but third party influence on fiance of villainous i'll give it three episodes i'll give it a peek all righty up next this one is it's hayes it's your turn i think now 
yes. kind of losing track here. Yeah. If I, her, I would like to know if that's like psychological horror or comedy. Yes. I'm guessing it's comedy. Probably but uh, comedy. The, the next one is if her blank breaks. Um, let's see. Breaks. So it is a singular thing, not plural. Um, yes. If her blank breaks. If her okay, so it would have to be okay. Again, we have paths we could go down here. Um, it, it could be temper uh, for the Sundar thing again. It could be like belt for the degenerate thing, and it could be I don't know pressure cooker for the um, slice slice of life thing. You know what? This time I will take the slice of life path. If her pressure cooker breaks, or no, wait, wait, no, not not pressure cooker, uh, rice maker, rice maker. Because mm, there we go. That's better. That's better. But you're still wrong. Okay. Yeah. Um, hmm. um, I, uh, I'm going to go with if her temper breaks. No, not quite. It is if her flag breaks. Hatate Sota is a high school boy who has an ability to visualize flags for future events such as death flag, friendship flag, and romance flag. Despite the flag viewing ability, he avoids making friends with others due to a trauma he experienced in a ship submergence accident. Four beautiful girls get interested in his strange way of living, and they begin to live with him uh, at the school dorm by force. Okay, so it's one of these. It's yeah, it, it's huh. a it's a harem show. Uh, it's not an isekai show, a not a video game show. It's just he has this power. I forget when this one was released. I think that this is mid 2010s ish it's not a recent one never heard of you referring to those kind of events as flag breaks before but i mean i can see it i guess yeah i haven't heard of it either mm. but it, you know this was one of those where i was like okay that's a very good blank to put there to see where you all would go with it much like, I like this i like it if a rice cooker breaks personally i don't i think you would not like rice cookers breaking haze you that, uh, you, I don't know what you would do without to, yours. I generally don't like when anything breaks because that means I either have to repair it or replace it. You have, you have to keep the rice cooker from breaking. Oh, well, actually, no. This is this is a better one. If her espresso machine breaks, she runs a coffee shop. Perfect. Mm, okay. Ooh, right it, All right. Now this one is going to be for you, Jason. It's your uh, last one to start with. We have two left. The princess and the blank. Princess and the blank. Oh God. And it is. Not the P. That we, it, yeah. it's not just a outright adaptation of the fairy tale. I will tell you that much. Jeez. Uh, uh, the princess and the. Uh, I'll go with what I'd like it to be. Uh, the princess and the pirate. Hayes, do you have a guess? Ah, uh, so it's not pirate. I would it is like not pirate. pirate. Uh, I'm gonna go with another P, pauper. No, damn it. But Jace, you were so close. It's the princess and the pilot. What? <laughs> oh, I'm sad for you. Oh my the god. And the pilot. It's a film, actually. Um, a the war between the Levame Empire and the Amatsukami Imperium has been raging for years. In the midst of this struggle, the prince of the Levame Empire declares his love for 
Joanna Del Morai and vows to end the war in one year. As part of his marriage proposal, when the Amasukami catch wind of this, they assault the Del Moral residence, targeting Joanna's life. As a last-ditch effort to bring the prince his bride, the San Militia Air Force hires a mercenary of mixed blood to fly Joanna to the Lavame capital in secret. The pilot, Charles, accepts the mission, but traversing an ocean alone into enemy territory proves a much more dangerous ordeal than anyone could have anticipated. Hmm. Yeah, Princess and the Pilot. Sounds okay, you know, for a film. that it, I'm sure they can get a good 120 minutes out of that type of uh, concept. Huh, Madhouse. Hmm, oh, okay. Hmm. All righty, this is the last one, and I'm pretty darn sure that, Hayes, if you don't know it, that Jace will, but I think you might know this one too. The Ambition of Blank Blank. The Ambition of Blank Blank. Um, I think I remember this one. Um, oh, oh, is it... Um. No, but this is this is. I think this is a historical one. I think this is the the ambition of Oda Nobunaga. You are correct, sir. The ambition of no Oda Nobunaga. Very well done. This or historical romantic comedy follows seventeen-year-old high schooler Sagara Yoshiharu, who one day time travels to the Sengoku period, where all the major samurai lords are cute girls. Yoshiharu meets Oda Nobunaga, the female counterpart. Uh, sorry, meets Oda Nobuna, the female counterpart of Oda Nobunaga and begins to serve her as a substitute of Kinoshita Tokichiro, who was killed. So, historical insert thing with cute girls. Because, yeah, that's uh, just how anime do. Yeah, gen- gender swap uh, history and change it up a little bit. Uh, if, you know, like uh, Koihime Muso. A Japanese name. Oda Nobunaga is not a difficult, is not like a, is not, not a bad choice. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, especially considering that was what he was famous for. And there's a whole series of games, uh, historical, uh, I I guess you could say empire simulators, because they're not like, say, the Civilization series or anything like that. There's a lot. I'd say they're the Japanese equivalent of Oregon Trail that are literally called Nobunaga's Ambition. So I was like, the ambition of it's got to be Nobunaga related, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, well, that's all I've got. I wasn't keeping track of the points because, like I said, the points are made up and, sorry, everything's made up and the points don't matter. But that was fun, and actually we got right to our ending time, so that worked very nicely. Uh, I hope you two enjoyed that, that I enjoyed hearing your guesses and uh, sort of the the mentality behind your guesses. It's Thank just you very reminded me to go back and look up a few of these shows. <laughs> yeah, and that was the other thing. It was like, okay, let's just sort of go through because I could give you the really obvious low-hanging ones, but then we'd be done in 10 minutes and there wouldn't be as much fun guessing that I intentionally chose ones that I didn't think you'd be very likely to get. But, you know, most of these I was like, all right, there's a chance you've seen and there were a few that you got because, you know, you got Doruko-chan, you, uh, you got Akashic Records. Um, but yeah, so... You know, this has been yet another installment of Dekai Game Shows that uh, I have definitely come to enjoy these. Uh, Hayes, you were the host and organizer last time, so I sort of took it on myself to do the legwork this time. Jace, if there's a concept that you like, 
come next season we can figure this out but uh mm. you know in general it, this is very easy for me as an organizer that all i did was i went to annie list and they have a filter of light novel adaptations so it was just going through that giant list and finding names that sounded interesting um and that i think doing this type of thing once a season is pretty sustainable so hopefully we'll be able to continue finding little quirks and uh e We've been hopping around to the type of game show, but I think given enough time that, you know, we could revisit real fake brand or fake fake brand that goodness knows there's enough fake brands in anime. A lot of greeting uh, out there. Yeah, but, uh, you know, wouldn't want to do that three seasons in a row because then you would probably yeah. run out. But uh, I, I like this as one of our go-to options for a show because, you know, obviously, like you said, this also gives us a, some spotlight into a lot of anime that even we aren't familiar with and just sort of exploring some things of yesteryear and uh, finding things that might have slipped through the cracks or just not really stood the test of time. So, yeah, thank you yeah. all so much for joining us for episode 121 of DKI, Digital Era Entertainment's weekly anime podcast. I'm Joel. He's Jace. He's Hayes. Imagine me pointing in their general directions because this is audio only. But yes, indeed, I will be back Next Thursday with RJ, we're going to be continuing on with Great Ace Attorney. Uh, we will also be back next Saturday, the 27th, for our next radio drama. It is going to be Knives Out, so that's going to be a lot of fun. But as always, you can find wonderful nerdy content here at Digital Era Entertainment most nights of the week. Uh, you can like, follow, subscribe here on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And on YouTube, you can see the trailer for Kokoro no Pro, our upcoming wrestling dating sim that was actually screened over at Crunchyroll Expo. Big, big thank you to our friend Charlene Ingram, Adam Sheehan, and Peter Terra for helping make all that happen. Uh, I Oh, yes. Be sure to visit our sponsor, ImageAnime, at imageanime.com and use the code DISCOUNTSHIP, that is D-E-E-S-C-O-U-N-T-S-H-I-P, for free shipping on orders of $100 or more. And you can get Digital Era Entertainment merchandise at merch.streamelements.com slash Entertainment. I think that is just about all for us, so thank you so much for tuning in. Stay safe, stay sane, and we will see you next time on Digital Era Twitch. Pipiru, 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 pipiru